Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast with a relentless and resilient thrive. It is your content creator and host, Sarah J. Gather some popcorn, rally the girls. Let's go have some fun. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all remember that song? Ain't na, ain't na, ain't na, ain't na, ain't na. <laughs> Listen, we coming off of a homecoming high. So y'all know I had to throw it all the way back. Not freak me back, but you know, back. Anyway, what's good, family and friends? Sincerely Shameless Podcast and the Shameless Brand. It is your favorite host and content creator, Sarah J. And I am back with another amazing episode. I know last week I told you that was probably going to be the best you ever had, young Drake, but I lied. (laughs) I'm hopeful that this one will top that one. And if they happen to plateau on the same mark, hopefully the mark is high. So you already know what I'm going to do. You know the drill. Get prepared. I'm about to give y'all all all of my business. It's going to be tea. It's not spicy, but it's hot. And I hope you can find some time to share with a friend or a family member, you know, each one, reach one, teach one, and we are better together. But you already know this podcast would be absolutely nothing if I didn't kick it off with a story time. Let's get into it. Okay, so in 2009, I met a man. I loved man. In my head, we were slated to do all of the things. Yes, ladies. Ring shopping, engagements, the wedding, flower girls, the rice, the cakes, the pictures, the kisses, the speeches, the home, the HOAs, the meetings, the garages, the fences, the babies, the pets, and I am allergic to pets, but I was committed. The the children, the sports, the games, the college, and the funeral. In my head, it was all planned out. It was final. Your girl was coming off the market. And 2011, we broke up. So much for that happy picture. Well, shortly after the breakup, we got back together. And because I was committed to the vision, I welcomed this person back in with open arms. I was concerned with how I would pull this off, becoming that woman. But I was committed to pull it off, to become that woman. We were happy for a few months and we broke up again. And I was shocked, but um, like I said, committed to the vision. Took some time off, got back together. We did this on again, off again, merry-go-round until 2017. 2017, something hit us both. I don't want to speak for him, but perhaps he thought 
I'd forever be the revolving door he couldn't close. And I know for myself, I could only be that woman 60 to 90 days. Day 120, Sarah J is popping out the box. And it's not that Sarah J was terrible, but it is that this person loved more of the image of me, rather the human in me. Everybody is flawed. No one is perfect. But when you marry an image in your mind, nothing can amount to that. And so I'd constantly be pulled in different directions to become that image, knowing deep down in my heart that I was on borrowed time. Walking away from that relationship meant a lot. I was older. I was wiser. I learned some things. Um, I learned a lot of things. And um, I put those things in the forefront, that I was older, I was wiser, I was smarter, I was better. But I didn't know as I walked away, meeting men in my life going forward, that I carried something. I carried this bag. Um, It's not a visible bag. (laughs) It's not a Chanel bag, girl. (laughs) Um, But it was a bag of emotions. And while I felt excited to try again and felt joy to be loved again, I felt shock of what it would look like. This bag had many faces, but this bag never really manifested itself until I started to assess the emotions in the bag. Five years later, which is today, I realized that bag was never the bag I thought it was. I constantly felt emotions such as panic. Like, oh my God, I'm going on this date. Like, what if this person kills me? Like, okay, let me pick a restaurant. Like, I'll I'll doctor and heal from that emotion. Or I'm irritable, like, oh my God, I'm just, oh God, this person's blinking. Like, why are you blinking? Like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you can blink and get on my nerve. <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, like, let me tape their eyelids. <laughs> Stop blinking. <laughs> um, I feel grief, you know, like, God, me and this person really connected. And now I got to walk away. And I would doctor from that, maybe if I don't let anybody else in. You know, um, I would feel like embarrassment and shame, um, plenty of resentment, and I would doctor from there. But it wasn't until recently that I realized that that bag was never those emotions. I mean, yes, those were emotions that were very prevalent in that bag, but that bag wasn't those emotions. That bag was fear. Fear to try again. Fear if I give up another seven years. Fear of it being one thing and it's not. The fear of not measuring up to what I've sold myself to be. 
the fear of being better than what I thought I was and then wasted time. That bag of fear was what was stopping me. Stopping me from experiencing other emotions such as joy, excitement, pleasure. But oftentimes the emotions that we are experiencing are secondary. And oftentimes we nurse, heal, and doctor secondary emotions, never realizing the primary emotions. And once those are killed, the others disappear. The story time is exactly where we should be. We are landing exactly where this title comes in and this topic lands perfectly. The question I want to ask you today is the very question that I've been asking myself all year. What's stopping you? Now, I know I said that story was going to be juicy and it was going to be hot and spicy, but listen, in respect out of the other person, I don't want to be pouring everybody's business out there like that, but I'm going to tell you all my business. <laughs> so <laughs> we're good there. So when I ask you what's stopping you, is it shame? Is it rejection? Is it guilt? Is it judgment? Is it sadness? When I ask what's stopping you, I want you to consider the very thing that's pressing upon your heart right now. It's the thing that pushes your adrenaline from like a five to 105. It's the desire that has gone unmet for so long that it's causing anxiety in your body. Maybe it's a love relationship. Maybe it's going after that promotion. Maybe it's starting that business. Maybe it's dismantling the business. Maybe it's leaving that lifelong partner. Maybe it's walking away from a 20-year friendship. Maybe it's actually voicing your truth or maybe it's nothing at all and you're the one fearless being on this planet. I doubt it. <laughs> when we talk about emotions, I know for myself growing up in a household that didn't acknowledge those, um, they're very new to me. I really only knew happy and sad. I really knew awake and asleep. I didn't get the luxury to have, you know, frustration. But it's interesting as I did the research on emotions that they're layered. We have a primary emotion and then we have secondary emotions. So the primary emotions are anger, sadness, fear, joy, interest, surprise, disgust, and shame. How did I know that the shameless brand would be within the primary emotions? I don't know. Amen. Those are the eight primary emotions. The secondary emotions are the ones like fury, irritability, hostility, grief, sorrow, anxiety, dread, enjoyment, happiness, friendliness, astonishment, contempt, guilt. And you already know as life will have it, you know who's responsible for teaching us these as we are 
responsible to teaching them to others are our families, our culture, and those around us. What I found very unique about secondary emotions, because I have learned to, I've learned them and I've experienced most of them and I'm able to call them by their names, is we oftentimes nurse the secondary emotion. For example, I'm feeling a little hostile. I'm not sure if y'all have ever um, been flying out um, and someone grabs your laptops as you're going through TSA and you can't find them, but you can't miss your flight. You run to go catch the flight and you miss the flight and you still don't have your laptops. Yeah, that was me two weeks ago. <laughs> that hostility that I felt while I was standing in the TSA pre-check slash clear line at Atlanta Hartsfeld wasn't really hostility about that. It's literally just the anger unexpressed over these past two years. And so in that moment, I really just kept saying, I really just need my laptops and can y'all open the gate? But ultimately, if they had the laptops and open the gate, I was still angry from it all. And they didn't. I had to catch the flight the next day. Oftentimes, we doctor the secondary emotions. You know, oftentimes we blame the leaves falling onto the sidewalk instead of uprooting the tree. And this is what I want to talk about with you guys today. When I ask what's stopping you, sometimes it's the, the anxiety of it all. But really, it's just fear. In that story time, not only did I realize for myself for the umpteenth time how much fear has really played in my life, the fear of loss, the fear of grief, the fear of loss and grief. Now I'm feeling shamed about the loss and grief. Now I'm resentful because of the loss and the grief. And there's just this vicious emotional cycle that really doesn't allow our brains to process and make good decisions while we're spiraling out. And so when I ask what's stopping you, I hope today you can take the opportunity to address the primary emotion. You address the primary emotion, you dissolve the secondary emotions. I know for myself, I personally had to say, I have a fear in communicating my wants and needs to a significant other. The fear plays me by saying, well, what if you don't get what you want? Well, what if they tell you no? What if they tell you yes, but then they stop? What if they, and all of this fear, what ends up happening is I say, never mind, I don't want it. <laughs> like that's how my brain processes it because too many questions start stacking up about the what ifs that are not producing anything healthy or of happiness or of joy. I'll just say, never mind. But instead, the brain should go, or instead, I should coach my brain to say, I have a fear with communicating my wants and needs with a significant other. My brain should then say, What if you communicate them thoroughly and they say yes? That's literally dissolving the fear. Oftentimes, our primary emotions are so big, it's because our self-talk has been so loud. What if 
we started to have more positive self-talk to where that fear starts to become so much smaller. The same with sadness. You lose people in your life and you feel grief and overwhelmed. But really in actuality, you're just sad. If we were to be able to take that sadness and say, hey, I'm sad about this, I've lost this friend, and then give it some positive talk and say, perhaps this friend that I lost is now in a better position to have friends who actually can accommodate them on the level that they need to be. Boom, sadness gets smaller, positive talks get louder, and we are doing literally what we talk about doing every week on the podcast is reducing that shame, that sadness, that fear single-handedly in the moment. So what are my tips? I know that was a lot, but what are my tips? You guys, I'm still struggling with this. So my biggest tip for myself and my biggest tip for you is ask yourself what's stopping you. You know mine, y'all in my business. Fear and relationships, big one for me. What is yours? The second biggest tip is stop removing the leaves and uproot the tree. Heal from the root level. Oftentimes we doctor ourselves from the secondary and we never really recognize the entire time all of that hostility and melancholy and loneliness and depression was really just sadness and anger. We have arrived to the third and final segment of the podcast. You guys, this has been fun. (laughs) I feel like every time I sit in this chair, I get better. And I hope you feel the same. All right. So the third and final segment of the podcast is the I Am Steel Healing Moment. And as you know, it comes from a previous segment of a podcast I co-hosted, Fragile Pieces. And I wanted to bring it over here because I think it's something that, you know, we should constantly look into. I know most times we think we can be healed ED. And in reality, we're still healing. You can be healed and someone can fracture you in that healed moment and you are now healing again. So I like to keep the INGs on all the things I'm doing. I am loving. I am healing. (laughs) I am trying. Um, Okay. So my I'm still healing moment that I have been working through mostly just this week and um, over the year um, is dealing with loss. So, um, in 2020, I was under the impression, which I think was an honest, um, perception that I had a team of people in my, you know, in my back pocket to just, you know, to support, to love, to uplift, to encourage. And though I still have that, that circle has gotten smaller and, um, five key players are, um, no longer a part of that. And that can be very tough because you share intimate moments with these people and you love them and you care for them. They know things about you. And we are in the culture of, can I blast you? Like screenshot these text messages. But 
I have no fear about that, but there is this grief, mostly um, sadness, that these were the people that I had to lose. And oftentimes I think we try to say, you know, we try to, you know, play big and say, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't need them. If, if you walk out, then you walk out. But truly it is sad. It is very sad to have connected with someone, to have shared your hopes, your dreams, your passions with someone and for them to exit your life, rather by way of their own doing or by way of you having to make a choice. And so I'm really big these days and not dismissing the emotion, but experiencing it, you know, experience the moment and then resolve the emotion, you know, feeling that sadness, knowing that I used to have a person I called every single morning. And then I had a person I'll call every single evening and those people no longer exist and family members as well, that, um, they're now holes and pockets. And it's a little spooky because we tend to feel these voids with other people, places, and things, but just being mindful of it all and just properly feeling those voids with more self-love, more acknowledgement, more reminders of myself like, hey, Sarah, this could not continue to be. This friendship could not continue to be because it had the ability to bring harm, you know, um, or this friendship could not be because it had the ability, the ability to cause violence or this relationship cannot be because it has the ability to cause shame and just being able to feel it with the truth so that I'm not placing others, people, places, and things in the wrong spot as void fillers. And so this concept of in and out of my life, you know, that revolving door, like the door has to close you guys. Um, And so for myself, That's been my I'm still healing moment is closing the door and accepting that the door is closed and um, we can apologize, we can love, we can forgive, but we do have to move forward. What's your I'm still healing moment? I would love to hear about it. Um, This has been a beautiful podcast, you guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Much love, much hugs, much kisses. You guys be blessed and have a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for tuning into another Sincerely Shameless episode on the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where we unpack shame through vulnerability. It takes courage, resiliency, and effort. I truly hope you get the opportunity to share this episode with a friend who shares it with another friend who shares it with another friend as we all collectively come together to become the better version of ourselves. If you haven't already had the opportunity, be sure to head over to www.theshamelessbrand.me for blog updates. You can also stay in constant communication through Instagram and that is at she is so shameless with two O's and underscore at the end. I really look forward to chatting with you next week. You are loved and we got this.